0: And welcome to the Part-Time Sport Podcast, where sports documentaries are our part-time job. Woo! Montaro,
1: ATF Torres,
0: and with me, as always, is Vlad the Clown Gray.
1: Hello, Vlad. Hello, Mantaro lad. Well, hello, everybody. And uh, another week where we watched another sports documentary. Um, usually, you know the, the situation by now, we do it based on whatever major sports events is happening each week. But this week, tragically, um, Ric Flair was attacked um, which we're we'll going to in a second, but so in solidarity with with the Nature Boy, we we want you listener to go to namegeneratorfun.com slash wrestler, um, and get your wrestler name slash nickname, um, in for the great man for Nature Boy, and and send them into us at the usual places. I think actually, Dill, maybe jump ahead. Let's make that our our coaster quiz this week. Shall we do that?
0: Oh yeah, send Kevin. in we screenshots. Can,
1: we can... Um, sorry, Dill. Dil, call you Dill. Montaro, we we send them <laughs> send them in. Go on the website parttimesport Um, email us partimesport at gmail.com or any yep. of the usual places. Screenshot your name and let us know what you get.
0: Are we sponsored by namegeneratorfund.com correct. forward slash wrestling <laughs> yeah. now? Is that is that something
1: I've missed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, correctly. Correct. yeah, this important. We finally we've got someone. But look, we'll go through ours now. So Montaro, you you good for not- and soon two-faced son of a bitch Um, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself if you if you don't mind
0: you would be the worst smack talking wrestler
1: (laughs) that's the the way that's the meanest i've ever been to a friend of mine (laughs) i'm sweating i've got a light sweat on
0: (laughs) well uh it does give you it does give you a little blurb about yourself i think my my move was a two-arm slam oh yeah. yeah um I'm a Sense. technical wrestler from Texas. Nice. And yeah. I'm a heel which I think in wrestling terms means I'm the bad You're guy. You the
1: villain. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, I have to look that up because um, I got I got Vlad the Clown Grey which is it's Oh bit. yeah,
0: sorry. Hang on. What was my ATF which I think ATF. we worked
1: out was yeah, alcohol
0: tobacco firearms <laughs> in the US. <laughs>
1: that's perfect that's really good Montaro ATF Thomas three of my favourite things it is that's the three things all you ever talk about when we're together I'll hold to back on firearms Gets gets tiresome after a while firearms um, <laughs> We yeah um, and then I got because mine was Vlad the Clown Grey um, which is a crazy crazy name but I'm happy to be the face or the hero or whatever they, they say um, and I'm known for me excellent entrance music which I'm very happy about indeed and and yeah, me finishing moves the shining sweep.
0: I thought, I amazing. thought yours was um, the stink face, like Rikishi, <laughs> Rikishi Yeah, you, know, you, shoved, you shoved, your, your buttons butt my into ass. the other end, res- <laughs> into another wrestler.
1: Me tiny tush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be it. Uh, but no, unfortunately, I got Did the shine be... and sweep. It'd be all, it'd be all bone.
0: straight into the... <laughs> you'd crush it. it would be a good bone. move.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just crush them. Let <laughs> me <be> cocksix. Yeah. <laughs> Stick <laughs> But look, um, before we get into this week, what's our doco next week, though?
0: Uh yes. So we're actually into the postseason for the for Major League Baseball uh, in the race for the World Series. So that's heating up over the course of this month. So we're going to do No No, a documentary, which of course is baseball focused. Now mm-hmm. yeah, that's not to be confused with Mariah Carey's 2019 <laughs> release, A No No, No No, which I subsequently found after Googling Ain't this documentary it. and then watch the film clip for you. But this doco covers baseball pitcher Doc Ellis, who had a controversial life and career, once pitching a no-hitter, which in baseball terms, for those who don't know, essentially he threw pitches, no one hit him, does what it says on the box, but it's a really impressive thing to do as a pitcher in baseball. He did it whilst high on LSD.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Boss, I can't wait for it.
0: hell Cal- can we do do you reckon we do the app on L S D? Yeah. You get your hands on some LSD. Let's do it, yeah, let's um, let's not act. Let's not act like we've got on me, me contact
1: in South Yarra Where they live living me little mansion and <laughs> don't see any any poor people ever. Um yeah, let's do let's go on, but because usually we just do it after a few beers, these podcasts, let's take it up a level. Like, why not? You'll we'll laugh. But that that documentary summary is very much up our alley. Yeah. I'm feeling you like we're onto another winner you just like that this down. week. This week.
0: Let's 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 get into it. As always, you can get us on at Part Time Sport on Twitter and Instagram. You can watch us on YouTube and send your feedback and read our reviews via parttimesport.com. Give us a four-star review wherever you can. Doesn't four stars. Doesn't need to be five stars, Cal's orders. Um, it doesn't need to be relevant to us at all where you're leaving the review. No. Just leave us one. Yeah. And finally a reminder that while we do mention current events from time to time. Um, every one of our episodes is designed to be listened to at any time, so you can go back and have a troll through the archives. Cal, for this week, give us a give us an old episode to plug at random.
1: I okay, am. Um, let me have it. So let's do let's do the Christian Leitner. I hate Christian Leitner, the basketball one. Um, that's that's a lot of fun to go back and have a look at that if you're a basketball fan. Um, incidentally, that was the um, director of this um, as well, Rory Carp. Who's a yes. does a fantastic job, yeah. Like go yes. and have a listen to to Christian Leitner if that if that's your thing as well. It's it's, it's a really good episode and yeah. Any of our episodes are available still and um, they they're sort of applicable anytime. So yeah, go go and have a have a listen to Christian Leitner.
0: Great great segue too because like you mentioned at the top, Cal. We as we all now well know, um, Ric Flair and his friends oh, yeah. Christian. Yeah. Not to be confused with Christian Leitner, it's Christian of wrestling fame. Maybe the same person, we don't know. Christian Leitner didn't really take off in the basketball scene. Uh, Christian, the big show, and Shawn Michaels, along with Ric Flair, were attacked on WWE Raw last week. I mean, this is not not news to anyone. You know, Trump having COVID has been a real feature in the news this week. Forget about that. This is the real... New story, mm. it was horrific, mm. um, hard to watch, Yeah, um, but it happened and we need to talk about these things and talk about these <laughs> big issues. So, as Cal said, in solidarity with Rick and his friends, we are looking at The Nature Boy, which is the biopic of Ric Flair, released in 2017. Oh, yeah, Cal, to start, what was your affinity to wrestling growing up?
1: Oh, man, it's just pure nostalgia, isn't it, the wrestling? It was so big in our oh. day, like um, Saturday mornings waking up and watching... Watching the wrestling, it was just it was mm-hmm. so good. First crushes, you know stuff like that, that type of thing. Lita, you, you, yours was China. Mine <laughs> yeah, was Ric Flair. Oh. It was confusion time <laughs> for me. <laughs> China. That beautiful bottom. What Lita? Lita was a Lita was one of my favorite. Trish Status, I think me uh, me cousin Joe yes. was in. That was his fave. So I couldn't. You couldn't share like the same girl that you liked no. even on the wrestling and had to have you know so I was Lita I liked Lita a lot did
0: you did you watch a lot with Joe Joe's essentially yeah. your brother yeah did yeah, you watch yeah, a lot with Joe
1: yeah Joe Joe was like um he was well into it he was more into it than me because I, I watched it once a week we also got like the PlayStation game once you get the PlayStation yes. game it ups it Big. another level and create your own characters yeah. and stuff like that and yeah be crazy seven 17 foot tall Um, yeah but it was brilliant I used to love Saturday mornings watching that and then um, yeah just just talking about it with Joe. What about you? You've got an you've got an older brother legitimately, so that must have been similar <laughs> so much
0: fun. similar setup. Lucas, Lucas was my Joe. We shared a room and we had this got this memory of like haven't we had this little TV when Mum and Dad finally allowed us to have a TV in our room? Yeah, yeah. And we used to watch the wrestling on that and then like recreate like you know put the mattress on the ground and do all the moves. Oh man, we had the game as well. I've got great memories of having that that rest WWE game and like doing the Royal Rumble. Um, and it seemed to take hours, but you just spent all night so, playing yeah. that. Yeah. Um, my favourites, Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid, yeah. who comes up in this. I always used his music when I created my character and x Park. <laughs> I was a big um, yeah, big Degeneration X fan. That was that was me. Story, my brother was
1: Road Dog. The story I've got about X Pac, which is just like perfect description of man and me, me cousin, me brother Joe, is our relationship. Is one of my birthdays we went bowling, and like um, this is like what wrestling used to do. when I was a kid, like he got a strike. Um, he was probably eight, eight, or nine years old. <laughs> turned to the face like me mum and dad. Like he'd used the um, like you know that little railing thing. You push the bowling Roll ball down. On. It, we've got like the the sides up as well, so we couldn't go into the gutter. And then like he gets a strike, like eventually makes the strike after like a minute of rolling, and then turns around and just shouts to mum and dad, Suck it. No, giving like the Suck X with the X. <laughs> oh, In the face. It's so good! It's, it's perfect. This is why wrestling was... is just yeah, it's the perfect nostalgia trip. And this documentary is exactly what you need if that's what you're after go and watch this Nature Boy uh, documentary. It's an ESPN 30 for 30.
0: Um, 100%. Because so I think it even gave us insights into before probably you and I were watching. Yeah, but yeah, yeah we, can, yeah. we could probably talk about our wrestling memories for a long time. Yeah, That was the danger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was highlighted in red on our run sheet. Don't talk about yourselves too long. So this doco, being a biopic, it obviously looks at the different sides of Ric Flair. Cal, you mentioned I hate Christian Leitner. Um, that does a similar thing. Yeah. John Daly's yeah, fair, doco, yeah. which we did as well, and that comes up later on. Mm. That does it too. It definitely uncovers a lot of stuff that we didn't know about Ric Flair. Um, where are we going to start on this one? Okay, yeah,
1: so let, let's go into... A bit of housekeeping on Rick himself. so yep. maybe it's like um, when he was young and stuff like that. So when he, he was born as Richard Flair, um, he was adopted. No idea that no, was the case. No, no idea. Like, uh, like uh, as you just said, then Rick Flair was a bit before our times. This was like a really good introduction yeah. and like a good education on him. Um, he's adopted as a as a kid by um, two yep. his two parents, um, and like yeah, he was quite attention seeking, and you don't feel like he was loved by his parents too much. Um, Growing up, it, it's it's a bit of a strange relationship. It's, it's a strange guy; he's an interesting guy. But we'll, we thought we'd start with him becoming the wrestler, like himself, like as he comes uh, changes from Richard Flair into Rick Flair as the wrestler that we know. Yep.
0: So he kind of spends, he touches on his college life. He was good at sports, which I think was kind of yeah, seemed the big yeah. thing that was different to his parents because they were quite theater goers and seemed to be quite studious. Yeah. Yep. He was into sports, not good at school, just wanted to get involved in all the fun stuff, fraternities and stuff like that. So he was a college athlete, but he wasn't getting the grades to then actually participate Mm, in college mm. football or whatever he was playing. Yeah. yeah. He has no direction. You can kind of see he's going on this wayward path where he he has these mutual friends and ends up getting put into this like wrestling training camp with this like quite revered wrestling coach. And this was probably the first bit, Cal, I don't know about you, where I was like, oh, right. This was the first kind of aha mm. moment for me because mm-hmm. it goes through all this like crazy stair training they're doing, but it actually shows what it takes to, to become. become a wrestler. Yeah, Did right. you get that vibe yeah. as well?
1: No, it, it's this is like something we really want to go into, like where you get a new appreciation for them because he goes into like how when you're training to become a wrestler, like you have to run against the rope so many times, your skin's cut up, you've got rope burns, you've got – floor bruises from just trying to condition the body to land on it that many times. Like it, Rick, he says he, he, he quits, or maybe it was his pal who said like Rick quit. Like he, he gave up, he couldn't, it was too tough. And um, the coach, Van Van, eh, what was the surname? I couldn't remember what coach was. Gag- Gagny or Gage yes, or something yeah, like Gagne, that. Yeah, Gagny, something like that. He he, he came and found Van, I think, at a bar and just open hand slapped him <laughs> and brought him back. Slaps Rick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slapped Rick across the face and brings him back, saying, "You're finishing this." And and um, yeah, he, he he does. And it saw the potential. He saw the potential and like the, like obviously the physique that he's got because he looks like a nasty like jock doesn't he like literally this is the thing
0: yeah he does look kind of like a big fat jock yeah then you get that with wrestlers some of them kind of are just big fat guys and some of them are then just ripped to shreds and i guess it is that whole you go okay they look athletic they're probably just roided up well i think it's to actually be conditioned for wrestling yeah Mm. your Mm. body needs to know how to fall and not get bruised up and how to hit the ropes you think
1: and all he, that type of stuff. So it's like quite a, gymnastic. A bit almost. of a meteoric rise though to like through the ranks sort of thing because it, Seems to be. of, it doesn't show much of like a struggle. Like he's got that personality no. and that ego to be like, so he's on, there's a bit where like he's on, um, they're saying like him and a bunch of wrestlers are on an airplane and they're flying to wherever they're meant to be fighting that night. And his plane crashed. He said He said it, wasn't until, it wasn't until I crashed in an airplane that I found my character. <laughs> he said that he hit the, hit, the, hit the ground at 230 miles an hour. Broke his back in three places and uh, compression fractures. Which is yeah, what, yeah. He was 255 pounds and went down to 180 pounds. And it took which a, that
0: means absolutely nothing to me. Uh, but, no, no, you know. no! I, just, I can
1: say that he was fat. He was and fat. He and went and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it took like so much rehab for him to get to get back into shape of that. But uh, that's glossed over. It's just like yeah, it's a big plane crash. That's yeah. it.
0: <laughs> yeah, like six of them, and like, they all survive, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, yeah. Like, they've, they've come down, yeah. And, the, okay, remember these lines, 230 miles an hour. I think anything that Rick might quote numbers-wise was this, yeah. might be a bit blown up yeah, out of yeah, proportion, yeah. and we get to that a bit later on. But he's, he says his goal for rehab, it kind of resets his mind. He's obviously very focused on it. His goal then for rehab was kind of reinvent himself as a wrestler, and his goal was to be the blonde- to be blonde and be the bad guy. And he wanted to base yeah. his character on the 40s, 50s wrestler who's also called Nature Boy, Buddy Rogers, yeah, right, right, right. Um, who Rick loved. Yeah, so he's like, yeah. I'm going to be the modern day Buddy Rogers and take it to the next level. And you kind of see then we get into this bit where he talks about, and this is dotted throughout the documentary about how he actually was just really good at what he did. Like yeah. he was... There's this scene, Cal. You you recognise the talk show? Yeah, what was the talk Sally, show. Sally
1: Jesse Raphael. She's like a little um, a little, like a ginger woman, and she was quite like a yeah. talk show host. She was, and she would have guests on. She was a bit like um, not Jerry Springer, but she'd have like troubled relationships on. And she would talk them through. I used to watch it with me, Nan. It's fascinating stuff. But like Rick, <laughs> Rick, Rick, <laughs> Rick Flair was on this this particular episode, and. She's giving it to him like a little bit, isn't she? She's like going. They're like sort yeah. of making fun and the crowd. of him with the crowd, yeah, like laughing at him, going, and like it's not fake. Is wrestling fake? Yeah, and he does
0: yeah. the line. It's it's not it's not fake. It's choreographed. Yeah, exactly. It's like okay, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, but like, but the- then it gets into his like skills, doesn't it? Like that. He's like he goes, oh, I got technique, I got agility, and he's good at thinking on his feet. But there was one bit where I was like, wow, that is dedication, and that was the.
1: String on the doorway. Talk us through that. He, knows, he says, like, it, the, the source is talking about how, like, if it is faking and, and it is, like, how can people act so well? And and he said he basically spent three years um, try, trying to punch a string hanging in a doorway and hit it as hard as he could until it didn't move. And, like, that's what yeah, so for like three years. Himself. So he could stop himself, but it looks like you're going to hit him, which is, that's dedication and that's... um there's sort of a theme linking them to like sort of top athletes here, that is I don't recognise from somebody who just sees wrestling as fake. But he has yeah, got this dedication don't appreciate to stuff, that. and he don't you don't appreciate it. But he did that for three years until it didn't it didn't move, and they went on to say that he's one of the the best sellers yeah. in the sport as well, which I've never heard of. But that that was pretty yeah. interesting. Now, again, the
0: three years bit. Maybe probably three months, <laughs> but anyway, he, yeah, he did it. Real. But yeah, this this is it, and this is what I think I started to appreciate. And you were saying the same thing there, Cal, about wrestling is that some of them are really good at not just doing the moves and like keeping the the match going, but selling it really well. And he was quite good at that. Like you yeah, said, right. he used to. He was kind of the first to start to be a bit more theatrical, like almost oversell it. Yeah, yeah. And then there was like this bit. It was like talking with your eyes. So there was. A couple of guys who had good rapport with who he mentions throughout the documentary, other wrestlers, and they used to just be like in sync and know kind of what each other. I guess it's almost like, you know, my my fiance in, you know, works at the a ballet company here in Australia and that's like that. They're just like a good duo. Mm, they know yeah, each the other and they know how to, how to work there. It's like yeah. a, it's like a chemistry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's the same thing in wrestling. But it, it talks about his he used to do these like hour long matches and he just goes like, Yeah, hour long matches. Yeah, I didn't realize this, but you know, I watched WWF, WWE now mm. growing up, mm.
1: and that just didn't happen. No, I, in, it was bite-sized chunks. It was like what? What do you reckon? Like ten, fifteen minutes max. It felt like yeah. Whereas he's doing these hour-long things. Like think I'd t- Take it out of you. You're essentially doing aerobics for yeah cardio that long cardio and kind of getting slapped. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So it, look, it it is impressive, and and like it may be a bit like we need to give it a bit more appreciation but like he wasn't just he wasn't just the the good wrestler like I think a lot of a lot of the other athletes the other wrestlers were they they were saying like the he helped them so much and like he was grooming the grooming the other wrestlers sort of through a a match and he was a good teacher for them as well and like he was so I can't remember who it was but he was like beat your chest he was saying like sort of you know to to the other wrestler and the wrestler's beating his chest, like, and and that just became like a signature thing. Like, you know, that's what the crowd wanted to do, um, you know. Because, like, yeah, the, the, one of the quotes, and um, I don't know if we'll come on to it, but I, I forget her name. I <laughs> her name was like Baby Doll. I think she's one of the girlfriends and one of the wrestlers. And she said that wrestling is violent theater, and yeah. I thought that's the best. That's the best description I've heard of it in in a really succinct way, um, and that's what Rick is sort of probably the best at was going. Beat your chest, like this is a performance as well as um, you've got to be fit to do it. Um, But yeah, so it was sort of really interesting in that point of view. And then the whole thing about Hulk Hogan was going to be the guy who everybody credits wrestling's fame with, but Flair is probably the the true. And Hulk versus Flair didn't really happen. Um, I don't know if you want to go into into that a little bit, but um, it happened too late. If, if anything, they were saying.
0: Yeah, there's like they're in different uh, – there, there was this kind of comparison and this kind of where you start to see a bit of where Ric Flair's alter ego comes into things, like this whole nature boy persona starts to really take over, not just his wrestling life but his personal life as he starts to mm, get bigger. Mm-hmm. But because he was in WCW back then, mm. which was – yeah, this like, is interesting. It's just a, a, One of the brands, say, it's one of the wrestling brands, and it was really aimed at blue-collar men. So it was it was the hour-long matches. It was probably a bit more technical and a bit more impressive. They compared them to, like, the Boston Celtics, which was the best basketball team at the time, mm. whereas WWF, which was Hulk Hogan, was for kids yeah. uh, and aimed at kids and, like, was a bit more, like, storybook and a bit more probably fake, which is what we – Watched. Yeah, I know yeah, you and yeah, I, Cal, kids, yeah. and they called that like the Harlem Globetrotters yeah, in basketball yeah, terms. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they they later in the careers they cross paths, but then they don't really fight. It's, but Hulk Hogan gives a lot of credit to Ric Flair, doesn't? Yeah,
1: it? it's too it's too late, is What you were saying on like in the same vein, this is another quote which is classes that Hulk Hulk Hogan's vitamins and milk for kids, and um, Rick is like sex and booze <laughs> for the blue collar men. Like that's just quite cool comparison but uh, so when it when they do finally meet like hulk hogan and and rick the uh it shows like um them finally meeting you know for the first time it's in wwf isn't it there's like a contract dispute if i remember yeah. correctly in yep. the wcw so rick goes over to wwf after all this time and anyway it goes it shows hulk versus rick and they go rick says come on over here you know how long i've been waiting for this very moment big man huh I just burst that bubble you've been living in and I'm here on your doorstep. And like, the way I've just said it then, I'm reading it out like that deliberately because if you hear, if you think about what they're saying, it's the the banter or like, it's terrible. It doesn't make any sense, man. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's all
0: just like... (laughs) It's like It's like every single time they go, okay, this is like kind of what we want you to do. Yeah. When you get to the microphone in your face, just riff it. Yeah, just riff it. That's and what they're doing. It doesn't
1: matter what you're saying. And, and, and to compound it, you've got Paul Bearer. I don't know if people remember him. He's like the Undertaker's little mate. He's holding a microphone in between the two of them, just like acting terrified, just going, oh. <laughs> he looks absolutely he looks- frightened. And they're only saying, like, I've burst your bubble and I'll be living on the doorstep. <laughs>
0: It is. But this is that, and there's a lot of Ric Flair like at the microphone rants. Yeah, in this yeah, that's fast night. documentary. It's worth it for all that. Like we started jotting down some we, quotes, and yeah. it's like this is, isn't isn't even worth it because yeah, we're not going to do it, it justice. Much. Like yeah, it's, exactly. that's worth a watch just yeah, for that yeah, stuff alone, yeah, exactly. especially the '80s stuff. <laughs> but you start to see. So he's 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 kind of a bit directionless as a kid. He then finds this outlet and has a few struggles with that plane That plane crash they gloss over. Right, right. He then becomes really good and technically really good. And then it's like, okay, my, the reason I'm good is because of this nature boy, you know, wheel and deal and alter ego that yeah, I've got. Yeah, and yeah. his ex-wife yeah. has this quote where she's like, he starts making money, he buys a limo, he starts getting these elaborate robes <laughs> made. And all of a sudden, it's out of control. Like women's women are coming. There's parties. Yeah, he's got two kids at this point. Yeah, this is like you know early on. And like Richard Richard or whatever his birth name was, is gone. And Ric Flair, the Nature Boy, is just he is now it's it and it's twenty four seven. And like think about him yelling at Hulk Hogan in that quote. That's him now twenty four seven, which is intense.
1: Oh man. This is like this is sort of what I'm getting I'm getting in because we've said before on other episodes that you'll hear us say it before they go into the nightmare to live with category and he is the ultimate nightmare oh. to live with category like and yeah, yeah, this is this is insane. Like what he does. So basically we learn and it's quite sad in a way, he's a functioning alcoholic. Like he's yeah, he's drinking all the time. The good quote is uh, can you he said, can you, it was Rory, wasn't it? Our mate Rory Carp, the director yeah. says to him, he was interviewing him throughout actually, which was a good touch. He was like, can you still have a good time and socialize without drinking? And he says, I don't know, I've never tried it. Like, why would I? <laughs> yeah, he's like confused. Is, yeah, it's confused. There's, why would I do that? Which is, uh, yeah, that's that's what he's like. Yeah, we we're
0: talking about the stuff that we didn't know about him. Like, just know that he's a famous wrestler before this. There's kind of three mm-hmm. stories that start mm-hmm. to summarize his, I guess, yeah, functioning alcoholism. The first one, <laughs> he's he has to go see a sports psychiatrist oh, this
1: bit. for whatever reason. Yeah.
0: And he just, the, the psychiatrist is like, okay, so how much do you drink? And he goes, oh, you know, probably 10 beers and five mixed drinks. The psychiatrist is like, okay, is that, yeah. what, per week? He goes, no, 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 every day. Yeah. And he goes, okay, uh, how much do you masturbate? And he's like, oh, i probably have two wanks a day. <laughs> <laughs> he's so proud of himself, So i this, this, like Yeah, yeah, home. yeah. And he's like, is this recently? And he goes like, yeah. he goes, no, no, no! I've been doing this for almost twenty years. <laughs> and what he was his quote was like: by the time I got through that session, the psychiatrist is oh on the couch. couch. Like he's he's kind of bragging about <laughs> yeah. it. He's bragging
1: bit. about it, and it's sort of like we like we would laugh along. We we're laughing along with him, but you sort of going, oh, this is quite this is quite sad, man. And like I've got to say, on the documentary, till the the animations were dead cool. So they do animations along yes. this side, which is just like. It's Rick describing what he's saying, like the whole psychologist story. But him, like it shows, like the the animation of him and the psychiatrist. It's office, a good touch. Which is yeah. which is really 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 funny. There's another story about him. Um, this was mad. He he went to Japan three times in two and a half days. I don't get that bit. Like but that's why, what he said. Why is he doing that? Is it because he said he drank? So basically, three times for thirteen hours straight on those three legs. And like, yeah. holy Jesus, like that's some, that's some faith. It's also, you want, you want to applaud and then go like, oh my God, this is, this is a nightmare. But why? Was he just going back and forth? He just wanted I, to fight. I don't
0: get, I actually don't get, this is again where we come into Rick with numbers. I think they get blown up a little bit. <laughs> okay, you know, yeah. the, fl- yeah. the flight to Japan's probably, you know, four hours. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <it was laughs> like, maybe. And he's, he's, he's just, just drinking for 13 legs too- at a time. Oh, <laughs>
1: uh-huh, yeah.
0: But then there was this one, which is a, the. there's a commentator in, we know him from when you watch, if you oh, watch yeah. WWE, Jim Ross, yeah. he's quite a famous commentator and he's talking about like they're out in, you know, the middle of nowhere back when wrestling wasn't as big and they, you know, the, the, the show's finished mm-hmm. and they go into this little tiny hotel bar. There's like 10 people in yeah, there. Yeah, that's amazing. And Jim Ross is like, cool, we're just going to sit down, have a couple of beers. And Ric Flair goes, orders like 137 kamikazes for like a bar of 10 people. All of a sudden he's dancing on the tables and flirting flirting with with women, the the only two women that are in the (laughs) whole place. And it just sounds like, and this is from someone else's point of view telling the story. So it's not like JR wasn't Flair hamming it up. He wasn't laughing
1: about it, JR. Like, you know, like me and you start, we're laughing throughout going at this point. You're like, oh, how funny is he? Like, he sounds like a right laughing Yeah, what a madman. Yeah. 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 JR's like, he's just, um, he's not happy. I don't think he's happy being by himself. Like, he just had that rush after wrestling. He wants to party. And and, um, at this point, you start to realizing that he was. He's a functioning alcoholic, basically.
0: And then was there was that quote, Cal, where it was like, he never rocked up to a show drunk, or no one was like, Yeah, it wasn't like that was he was an issue. Yeah, he'd always rock yeah, up yeah. and perform. But then he'd go and drink heaps oh, and party and party. But then still like there was like a quote he says where he's like yeah, you know, imagine imagine what shape I'd be if I didn't drink. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. yeah. So he like still weird. used to put the work in in terms of like the gym looking day. after his yeah, body. He, 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 assumed, he was working yeah. out
1: every day or something. He was saying, like, no matter what, you'd work out and you'd do his his time in the gym. But um Yeah, like how did so how does his liver how is it hey, still working? Ten
0: ten beers and five mixed drinks every day. I'm rat shit on oh my three God. beers and half a bottle of wine. Have you ever had I mean, like
1: you know the drinks at lunch? And you go back to work and you're a bit like, oh, you know. how am I going to make it like I've, had, I've had like half a lager. How am I going to make it through the afternoon? Flirting. Dancing <laughs> <Flirting laughs> on the someone's office. desk. <laughs> Strutting. Flirting with the women
0: in the office. T- tie off around your head. You didn't. You weren't even wearing a tie when you came to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's mental. Like how it's, how you know, he's not, how he's not dead, to be honest. But yeah, you, yeah. this is where it starts to get a little bit. You're like, oh, because oh, yeah. you can see the alcohol and the fame. the It just leads him to being a really bad father and mm. a horrible husband. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that it, is. Um, Yeah, like, and you start to see the fa- and he just doesn't want to let go of the fame. Like he has such a long career, but I think it's just because. He doesn't want to let it go. And obviously he's quite good. So he can, you know, it's like those footballers who can play till they're 40 because they've just got the skills. Like he had the skills and the dedication,
1: but it's just, just it's also, he just doesn't want to let go. That made me think then like that. There's no way, there's no, so this is the whole thing. Me and Dill, me and Mantaro Torres, (laughs) we've had this debate throughout, like, and I'm just thinking now that, um, when we always have this debate back and forth about whether it's a sport or not. And I don't think there's any other sport where a functioning alcoholic can still be in the ring at the age of <laughs> Yeah, <fair>. So, like, <laughs> yeah. it's just sort of that, the fact that Rick Flair can, he, he's in the ring for his performance. Like, he's an actor. Like, that's, a, that's yeah. I think I've just landed on, I'm sorry if this is related in the show, though, but. I've just landed on that side. I've decided that it's 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 just a performance. It's not really that much of an athlete.
0: It's a good point because he, you know, like actors get ripped for movies. Mm. You know, like there's the what Christian Bale going from really ripped in Batman to really skinny for whatever that, that other movie was yeah, that he yeah, had yeah, to be yeah. essentially a drug addict yeah, for. Right. And so you get actors who are like in great shape because they need a do a lot of running and like say action movie mm. type setup. Mm. This is kind of what it's
1: like for yeah, wrestling. Yeah you'd and, say. And like, um, that's how it goes into like his his family life and, and his kids. Because he's got four kids. Like um he's had four yeah. kids. So it one of one of his daughters said that like there's loads of dysfunction like growing up. It was we don't know what normal's like. There was, there's there's there was the story where he bought <laughs> he bought his daughter 15 or 20 cabbage patch dolls. At one goal, just one time, just yeah. because it's like there's, that's like yeah, he,
0: he was like, oh, I'll give you stuff,
1: like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: and it was time. like from, it's like you know, thirty years where he's just like he was just never home, and he's yeah. like all these quotes yeah. about him just being like bored if he came home and he couldn't stand it, and he said it was just wasn't for him and, mm. you know, there's just like his daughter graduates from high school or yeah, like, right, college. Yeah. No, high yeah, school or college. Yeah, college, I think. And, like, her mum isn't there. Like, I don't know what her mum's going through mm. and her dad's obviously not there. So her and her brother just yeah, party just every night, them night for the summers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. these kids are just, like, got no guidance and running wild, which you kind of then go back to – there's a key bit in the documentary which I'd focus more on his yeah, kids. We yeah. won't go into that because that is a very
1: – Good, it's very moving. Well, yeah. It's moving,
0: yeah. yeah. You've got to yeah. watch that bit. It's a reason to watch this documentary. So we'll go over that. But you can kind of see he's not giving his kids any guidance. Mm. The same, the same so that he pretty much wasn't getting any guidance from his parents. Yeah, we've got yeah. to give a shout out though, Cal, to the uh, to the ladies. Oh of yeah, his life. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the ex-wives, the ex-wives, and the fiance. <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> let- <laughs> Leslie, can we just go Leslie first? Leslie, Leslie, yeah. Leslie. Um, I, I, she was just. She looks tired. Uh, does Leslie? She
0: does look tired. She's put up with a lot of she, crap she over got, the years.
1: Yeah, She knew Richard. I think mean, she knew Richard Fleer and then <laughs> becoming Rick Flair. Uh, Rick Flair, as you said before, um, so that was his first wife. She looks knackered. Uh, Beth. Beth makes an appearance. <laughs> Beth Fleer. and that's
0: Beth. Beth kind of got him. I guess probably in his in his in his
1: prime. And, at his prime and Beth, in his most. Beth, yeah, his worst. Beth looks a bit younger.
0: Yeah, Beth looks a bit younger. Now
1: you've got Wendy Barlow, who's his current fiance. Um, Who seems to be a bit more (laughs) like his adult partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and, yeah, Wendy. Oh, poor Wendy. You just want to go. I want Wendy to watch this documentary before she makes any more life decisions. (laughs) Does she know? Has she heard of (laughs) it? She's been like, what? Why am I I being interviewed for this? Don't worry about it. Do you want to make
0: me think of, Kel?
1: Yeah, yes, I do. The main man,
0: just just John Daly. It's, it's yeah. it literally image. is a it is a mirror image yeah. of like the John Daly documentary. Yeah. Like go back and have a listen to that episode, listeners, if you if you haven't yet, because John Daly's is like the same thing. He's like didn't have much direction as a kid didn't Know how to handle fame, yeah. has the two ex wives, yeah. and then the fiancee, fiance.
1: there's a theme. There's a theme, the nightmare to live with there's category. <laughs> I'd rather there's live with John. If I'm being honest, I'd rather live with yeah, John. Who would you, be, yeah? Time.
0: John's probably a bit more country boy down to earth. Rick's, Rick's persona is
1: probably a bit too much <laughs> for mine. Is John cheating on me as well every weekend? Is John like, oh,
0: hang on, you're saying, you're saying as his wife, I thought you were just saying wife. as a mate. <laughs>
1: I'd rather be John's wife than, than Rick's, I think. So I could trust John a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. very good. Um, but Rick, Rick reckons he's been with um, with 10,000 women. <laughs> <make sense. laughs> he's just proud oh, of it. Like, he's proud the number? Do the maths. I don't know. I don't I'm know if kidding. that's possible. I don't know if that's possible. Uh, he,
0: there's a quote about monogamy. And he says he took it serious for a day, but he tried and he was miserable.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. That was God. quite funny. That was, yeah, he's, yeah, Rick Rick is a bit of a nightmare, like we, as we know. But, but look, it, it's like, I think it comes from the lack of love from his parents, maybe. It's got it. Um, We're qualified medical professionals. Yeah, we, can we can make, make this up, diagnosis. Yeah, we can can't make we? a sweeping assumption after four beers. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's one stop us. He, bu- he buys them a $2 million house. And um, his, his mum and dad, it's his dad, isn't it, who isn't impressed. He's like, what? Well, what do you think we're going to do with all this? Like, I don't want this. And, um, yeah, and, like, they only went and saw him wrestle three times in his career, stuff like that. Like, it's just, it feels like they, they weren't exactly proud of the person that he became. And, um, yeah, no that's impacted the rest didn't of didn't get
0: it, didn't like it. Yeah. And, like, you see, so he's now, he's having, obviously, women issues. He's having kid issues, mm. like we said. Watch the documentary for all that. And then they're trying to essentially retire him. We said, like, he's addicted to fame. He has this, what they call the best retirement, wrestling retirement you can have, 2008 WrestleMania. It's like a really well set up. It's really well done. Um, Shawn Michaels, our You're man's right. in yep. there. Yep. And um, and then it's just two years later, he's back at this <laughs> you know other brand called TNA Wrestling TNA. because, as JR said, he didn't save and didn't pay his taxes. So he's strapped <laughs> for cash.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's meant to be the money man. Yeah. That's his persona. Um, Have we mentioned Triple H yet, Till? I don't think we have. I don't think we have, which is, he kind of comes in late, but he's a big part in this. Triple H. The main man. I don't, sorry to go back to the nostalgia. Were you a fan of Triple H at the time? Not at the time, no. Not as
0: much. When he was DX, yeah, but then he became like his own thing and I wasn't
1: as big. So for those who
0: don't know, obviously, Triple H,
1: famous wrestler. Famous wrestler. Yeah. and he basically helped save like Rick Buzz- he's the one he called it, he said that Rick is a consummate liar, which we were like, oh, "That's okay. where this documentary was like, oh, oh okay, this makes oh, sense." I see. <laughs> <laughs> I believe oh, every word he? he said so far. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and Triple H is. Um, I can't remember what role he's got. He's got like a. He's the executive vice president of WWE, Triple H, which is that's congratulations for the last time I saw him. Like he wasn't that far up. He was what? what he was like world tag or inter- intercontinental champion <laughs> on his way out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and now he's saving Rick Blair's life and he's got this this high-flying role. So congrats. You. I'm happy for Triple. I am. I'm happy for
0: it. He He kind of talks about it. He, he slaps Rick into shape and there's like a scene where he's like, he's on the phone to him. He's like, you, you got to do this. And he's like, yeah, 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 I'll do it. He goes, no, 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 you, I'm coming there now. You're Mm, going to mm. get your life on the straight and narrow. So Triple H, I think, helps him a lot to go get off the booze. He's now been sober for a a little while, on and off, I think, but he's now sober. And Triple H was saying is now an example for younger wrestlers that come through WWE of what to do, obviously, his technique and his training, Mm. but also what not to do with the – Fame and the booze, and spending all your cash, and also and like don't, not looking after your kids and your wife. Don't
1: sit in playing cards in the Legends Lounge either, because that's when a Janus might come and so beat you. Get attacked, you up. and as you know, all the young all the young wrestlers need to know that. Just be careful out there. To, it's a crazy world. It's
0: it's a very interesting look. Like we said, you kind of see the the rise and. Kind of the fall, but he's he hasn't fallen too too far because he I guess there's a lot of people you get the sense that a lot of people love him throughout mm-hmm. this whole documentary. Mm-hmm. There's a lot oh, of yeah, other yeah, wrestlers respect, feature, yeah, and everyone just seems to respect him. Even though so he's not like the type of alcoholic where you're like I don't want to be around him. He probably sounds like he's quite fun. It's just obviously not good for his yeah. You know, yeah. family yeah. and his kids yeah. and his health. So yeah. they, they, the people have gone like, mate, you need a, you're what, 60, <laughs> 70, you need a, yeah, yeah, yeah. You exactly. need to get in the straight and narrow. Cal, yeah. uh, we've, we've, we've talked a lot in this one. Uh, oh. Let's get into the honorable mentions. Uh, fun fact Rick likes getting naked.
1: Yeah. I wonder if anyone's surprised to hear Rick. Rick's often <laughs> naked and they, does it, the first story we saw was of him, um, like when he was in college as Richard, as Richard Flair, and he's, he's, he's there's like a, a window above like the entrance and there was the frat house and the girls came from another um, another house and like he's standing there, opens the windows from the top and goes, hello ladies, completely naked, <laughs> just welcome them, welcome them in. It was like one of his buddies from college or something like that. Yeah, he only, he only lasted a year. <laughs> should have been, Should have been studying and
0: uh, was just getting nude in in the main window. There's another one they just throw in this story of, I don't even know if he was pissed here, but Mm. he's on, they're on a 747, all these wrestlers coming back from a show and he comes out of the toilets just in alligator shoes, dress socks and his robe and- (laughs) He's just naked going around and just showing himself to people on the planet. It's, again, one of those animations uh, as someone's telling the story. But the quote was like from some broadcast and he's just like, yeah, he was naked and really erect.
1: (laughs) He looked like he'd just been in Vietnam, didn't he, when he said it? Tony. Tony Schiavone, (laughs) broadcaster, broadcaster. He's really erect. Just like he couldn't erase it from his mind. (laughs) The, The other bit that we thought was worth a mention as well is that there's a, a segment where it goes back to like different like icons of like pop culture and athletes and stuff who that like he's he's um love he's him. popular yeah. they, we love him um number 1 being Snoop Dogg he runs he's held hip hop and he's a he's, uh, he's held high in the black community he said like
0: <laughs> i just i did a google today so Damian Lillard for anyone who doesn't know is a very good NBA basketballer, yeah. plays for the Portland Trailblazers. He's just released his latest signature signature shoe, yeah. number seven in his line, yeah. and it's dedicated to Ric Flair, the no, nature boy. The, I'm the just the like, hell? what? Why? I mean, wrestling transcends boundaries and everyone loves Ric Flair yeah. is what we yeah, get. Yeah, and yeah, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. to finish off to finish off our oh, will mentions, yeah, like yeah, we yeah, said, yeah, a yeah. lot of wrestlers feature in this and usually wrestlers have got like their personas, they've got, you know, hairspray, face paint and all this. Yeah. All of them just show up as their regular selves. You know, <laughs> It just has their name, Sting, The Undertaker, Triple H. They all yeah. just look like normal dudes, yeah. except for Road oh. Warrior Animal, who is a full-grown, road retired road. wrestler, yeah. old man, oh. and still has his face paint on that he wore in
1: his WWE, yeah. uh, probably F days. That, that made me cringe just because, like, you know, like that fear when people go, like, oh, yeah, we're all going to dress up in, like, um, you know, fancy dress or something. Oh, and then like they all played a trick on him and he's the only one sitting there with full makeup on I was like oh god poor road warrior animal like yeah he didn't get he's the good. memo what? did no one else
0: no one else dressed up yeah no one what? else wanted, what do you mean no, no? I know. it's yeah. like it's the one guy that comes yeah. to the party I thought it was a dress up yeah it's no, so no, no. embarrassing and For also sure.
1: like it wasn't fully on there was like it was just over his eyes and nose so I wonder if he's thought <laughs> oh no I've just realised and well, it's too late to have to do the interview <laughs>
0: Thought he was gonna get get back into the yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I think we've we've oh, given a yeah. good indication oh. of what it's done to us in terms of wrestling. A lot of nostalgia, a bit more respect for it. Mm. But ultimately, you can see that it is like just some. You got to be a really really good actor. You got to be fit as hell. but You got to be a really really good actor. Um, I think it's it's a great watch for anyone um that wants to to jump in and have have a watch of it. Uh, Kelly, our favorite bit every week, of course is our features. Let's get into them. For the
1: Employee of the, the Week. Don't oh, worry on that one,
0: dipshit. Me, lager. Okay, we're going to kick off with Employee of the Week. Um, Kel. Leith. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm calling you Kel.
1: Oh, what's the name? I mean, Vlad. Vlad. Yeah, Vlad, Vlad the Clown. Vlad the Lad. <laughs> Vlad the Clown.
0: No, <laughs> Vlad the Clown. Don't call yourself the lad. <laughs> you can't change your nickname.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so look. Um, employee of the week I think it's got to be Triple H just but I know it's a late surge he didn't get a, a mention till late but Triple H just because he's done well for himself he's the executive vice president of WWE <laughs> and he's done well for himself he, he held Ric Flair out and I, I think he deserves it like we're, we're on the like we had Sheila last week in Hoop Dreams who was our most deserving employee so was Triple H I think this is becoming a prestigious award and I want to keep it that way actually he's
0: he saved his, he saved Ric Flair's yeah. life. And I mean, he's a former world champion. Yes, as I'm well. assuming.
1: I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm probably, I can't remember. Probably was at one point. Uh,
0: on the flip side of Employee of the Week, uh, on a performance plan, I don't know what you, what you think. It's got to be. There's, uh, there's Mr. and Mrs. Flair. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, fair play. His mum and dad. I mean, yeah. they've. They essentially pushed him into wrestling, but they probably could have given him, a, which is a good thing. Who
1: bought my house? could have given
0: him a bit more support along
1: the way. Bought my house, like, where they he going. Bought them a two, two million dollar. Yeah, that's not for us. What do you mean, Mr. and Mrs. Fleer? It's not for you. Bought <laughs> you a two million dollar house. My mum and dad would be swimming in that pool every day, they'd be sipping cocktails at noon. Mr. and Mrs. Fleer don't want it. Oh. <laughs> Billy and Sheila love it. So would Shane <laughs> and Jen, let's be
0: honest. Anyone would. So Mr. and Mrs. Fleer. So they're on a performance yeah, 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 plan. last one. Um, and of course, Friday drinks as sponsored by our mascot, Sneaky Pete. Have you spoken to Sneaky Pete recently, uh, Is He,
1: I'm trying to cut him out, actually. I'm trying to get rid of the guy. But, well, um...
0: Have you spoken to him because, you know, one of his brethren, um, Arsenal's mascot, oh, yeah, got, got let go. Yeah, that's a shame. So maybe Sneaky might probably need a bit of a reach out. We might need to be... Triple H, and just this, give him a bit of a guiding. No, hand. if we had any
1: money, I'd give him a redundancy package. Now, get rid. <laughs> <laughs> we can't negotiate no. terms. He's not, he's, he's sponsored by this. He gets a mention by name every week. He, we haven't seen a dime from the guy. Um, <laughs> Friday, Friday drinks, we have to do Rick Flair, man. 1980s, Rick, but it's got to do that.
0: Yeah, because otherwise, otherwise, if it's current day, Triple H has to come and <laughs> keep him on the straight and narrow. And we
1: kind of oh. want we kind of want to see him in full flight. I mean, he'll be buying his kamikazes. So. Could you imagine, Dill? like, we have have we ever been in the Friday drink situation where we feel like we are the letdown? Like, I'll be like Jim Ross. <laughs> I wouldn't know, like, what? Well, I'll be a bit ashamed and stuff going, oh. Just want to oh. have a beer with him and a <laughs> chat. We're too bored for him, like, by far. <laughs> what if he tears us down? He would <laughs> do you want to
0: call him? probably would. Do you want to call him actually? Nah, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like he turns anyone down for a drink <laughs> back in the day, old Rick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Cal, we've we've gone we've oh, gone yeah, well was, yeah. well over time well for over this time. one. there has been a great a great documentary, a great uh, episode to do. A quick reminder of the coaster, not the coaster question, mm-hmm. the coaster task this week. Yeah. Put your name in the wrestling name generator. That's right. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. the website, but yeah. refer to start of episode
1: yeah. name generator. Yeah.
0: As always, you can, you can get <laughs> us on at part-time sport on Twitter and Instagram. Mm. Next week's documentary is No-No, a documentary. Uh, if you got this far, nice one for listening. Cal, what do you want them to do? Yeah,
1: so look, if you go and watch um, Nature Boy, first off, tell us, tell people about the cult, the show, and sign up <laughs> to the cult by the website um, using the Contact Us page. Um, it'll really help us if you do that. Um, we're trying to build like an archive of the sports documentaries that we're doing, so we're really keen for all all of your input and anyone who listens. It really would help us. I can't stress that and also, um, you know, especially on like what sports documentaries we're probably missing out on because I'm sure you've seen a lot more than the what the twelve that we've done so far. But, um, yeah, look, let us know what works and what doesn't work. It's the it's the least that you could do. We we do all this effort, and if you listen now, still. <laughs> At least do you don't him <laughs> <laughs> Just a little, a little clip.
0: Pull your weight. it's, the least,
1: you should, it's the least that you could do. So. Answer,
0: answer the man's coaster
1: task. Answer the coaster task. Pull time. your weight. Yeah, Hang on. Who won last week? Um, An- Anthea Waller. Anthea Waller. Who? Who she? She sounds hot. Yeah, you should. I'll introduce you. So, until next time, <laughs> <laughs> stay part time.